host, Matt Kamarchuk, on another Eagles Victory Monday. And welcome, 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 welcome back to another fine, fun-filled episode of the podcast here on, uh, as I mentioned, another Eagles Monday, the third in a row to start out the 2022 season as the Eagles yesterday handled their business emphatically down there in Landover, Maryland, over the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz, 24 to friggin' eight in a game that Saw the Eagles put up 24 first-half points and pretty much stifle out the um, the Washington Commanders, who are very ineptly led by the washed-up quarterback by the name of Carson Wentz, and uh, have now gone to 3-0 and on the season and in a very important game for them, as this game was one of those two-game swings, right? Uh, we Not only was it a conference game, it was also a divisional game. And now the Eagles have not only a 3-0 and record, but they are 1-0 and in their own division which will bode well tonight as the New York Giants, who are trying to keep pace with the Philadelphia Eagles, will face off against the Dallas Cowboys and their own divisional, another divisional matchup for them. So um, it, you got to win these games, you know, you, and these are the games you got to win. If you're not going to win any games in 2022, you got to win your divisional games. And the Eagles did their business yesterday, as I mentioned, emphatically, in a tune of 24 to 8, as they put up 24 first-half points. Not only did they put up 24 first-half points, they put up 24 second quarter points and they made that hold up the rest of the way as the defense played immaculate yesterday. Immaculate nine sacks of Carson Wentz as they uh, they just they they just really won the day. And uh, Carson Wentz, boy, does he look cooked. Carson would finish the day 25 of 43 for 211 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He averaged about five yards a pass was sacked nine times for 58 yards, a QB rating of 11.4. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I said, a QB rating of 11.4 as he was futile. The offensive line in front of him was futile. Uh, the wide receivers that they have, who are actually really good wide receivers. I mean, they're some of the best in the league. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, uh, th- those two, I'll, and then Jonathan Dawson, the rookie out of Penn State, I will take any one of them three on my team. But it's unfortunate because wide receivers cannot do it alone. They need an actual quarterback to get them the ball. Whereas Jalen Hurts was once again uh, really good. You know, let's call it what it was. I said last week that that might have been the best game he played ever, as what in my estimation was his best game that he ever played as an Eagle. Well, this week or yesterday, definitely up there as well. Probably. I, I guess I'll say the best two games he's ever had as an Eagle were this weekend, last week. Jalen was 22 for 35 for 340 yards, averaged about 10 yards to throw, threw for three touchdowns, was sacked three times for 12 yards, QBR rating of 85.9. And just really is showing that progression that we wanted to see. And over the last two weeks, that progression has definitely been on display. Uh, even when he was not accurate, which he was most of the day, he was accurate he wasn't accurate, but he was still scanning down the field, which is something that he hasn't been doing consistently enough for a lot of people's liking. And over the last two weeks, that has definitely turned a corner. And if he continues to play like he's doing, uh, he is definitely going to put the bed a lot of the franchise quarterback talk. I still need to see more. I think we, we all need to see more because that's what this league is. It's a, it's a season within a, in a week, right? 
uh, you can't get too high up. You can't get too far down because it's going to change literally in one week. And then, and, but now they're three and zero, and they got to keep winning. Um, some of the other numbers for the Eagles yesterday, Devonte Smith, this is on the receiving end of it all eight yards, 169, sorry, eight receptions for 169 yards. He's averaging 21.1 yards a catch, had a touchdown. His longest was 45. He was targeted 12 times. A.J. Brown, five receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. His first is an eagle. Grant Katera, that's right, the highly coveted seventh-round uh, tight end out of Nebraska or SMU, whatever, yeah, I think SMU, one reception for 40 yards, which is a beautiful little across-the-middle play that he turned up field for the big gainer. Gallus Goddard, three, for 20, uh, three receptions for 26 yards and a touchdown. Zach Pascal, three, three receptions, 18 yards. Uh, Jack Stoll, Quez Watkins did not have any receptions, but he's targeted only once. Miles Sanders had one reception out of the backfield. It went for a negative two yards. And then take a look at that, folks. That is, again, diversity. That is, again, spreading the ball around. Devontae Smith, eight receptions this time. Uh, A.J. Brown, just five. But that's what you want to see from uh, the quarterback. That, that means he's looking down the field. That means he's going through his progressions. That means he is doing everything that we've been asking him to do to extend plays with his feet in order to set up his arm. And that's what he did. Now, rushing for him yesterday or rushing for the Eagles in general, um, Miles Sanders led the day with 15 carries for 46 yards. Jalen Hurts, nine carries for 20 yards. Uh, don't like nine carries. Some of that was designed. Some of that was broken. Some of that was maybe him. But I, I don't like nine. I think it's too high, especially for only 20 yards. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, three for six. And Zach Pascal had one for none. Uh, Boston Scott also two yard, two carries. For no yards to include getting trapped in his own end zone for a safety that led to two of Washington's eight points uh, in the uh, in the win. So on the defense, what can we say, man? T.J. Edwards with a sack. Brandon Graham. Brandon, welcome back, Graham. Two point five sacks on the day of his old friend Carson Wentz. Hassan Reddick a sack and a half. Fletcher Cox a sack and a half. Josh Sweat a sack and a half. Javon Hargrave a sack, and it gets keeps reading on and on like that. Uh, the Eagles did force one turnover. It was a um, it was a fumble. No, uh, there was two fumbles actually, and they they um, recovered one of them. So, no interceptions on the day, but yet another turnover for that defense as they continue to roll as a group. John Gannon continues to silence his critics, which I am one of them, one of, and the Eagles win twenty four to eight to go to now three and zero on the season, and will wait next week. Doug, the return of Doug Peterson as the two thousand twenty two Eagle reunion tour. Rolls on. This time, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be into in, in, into town. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are an interesting team right now. Uh, they went out yesterday and handled their business in a big-time way. Big, big, big-time way over the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles, 38-10. to 10, Emphatically to now improve to 2-1 on their season. So this game's got trap written all over it. A lot of people thought that this week's game against the Commanders was the trap game. I don't see it that way. I see this game as the trap game for the Eagles as they're be coming up against a team that won one game last season, has absolutely no expectations for 2022, no pressure for 2022, a ton of young talent, a Super Bowl-winning head coach, and a young quarterback, who, again, is part of that young talent, for coming into Philadelphia with house money. So... More to follow on the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit later, of course, in the week. This is more centered towards the Eagles and the Commanders. And then also I'm going to address my um, my critics about my uh, prediction of the Eagles season that I still, of course, hold very firm to 8-9. and nine. But uh, I'm going to address some of that. But let's address Carson Wentz and let's address the Washington Commanders as a whole 
folks, what, uh, Carson Wentz is one of the most fraudulent quarterbacks currently employed with big money, by the way. He's getting big money to do what he does yesterday. And that is the same thing he did in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. That is hold the ball too long, make the wrong decisions with the ball, and just be Carson Wentz. And it has become negligent. It has become embarrassing. It has also become very cool for us to see it. And the fact that we have to deal with him twice a year is almost like two wins in the hole. Now, will Carson Wentz be the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders the next time we see them? That remains to be seen. But as 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 far as today or yesterday, obviously he was, and that was a good thing for us uh, in the tune of a victory. But Carson Wentz, folks, is a dud. I mean, dud, dead, done, whatever you want to call, whatever adjective you want to put in there. Carson Wentz is a fraud. And it is, uh, it's a beautiful thing to have to, to be on the other side of that as he just, Carson Wentz, did up and down the field yesterday in uh, magnanimous fashion for the uh, commanders. And, you know, this game was never as close as the score indicated. Now, there is some, there's some things that have to be cleaned up. Uh, for the second straight week, the Eagles failed to score any points in the second half. A lot of people are saying that's no big deal. A lot of people are like, I don't care. You know, scheme, situation, that all dictates scoring, right? That who knows what the Eagles were coming out of halftime. It was such a one-sided contest. It was such a one-sided affair. The, the, the commander offense was going nowhere that maybe the Eagles were, and then they did. They, they were more of a ball control type of the offense. They, they, they were going down the field, but they were no longer going down the field for large chunks. They were doing that medium pass game. They were running the ball a little bit more. They were obviously trying to milk that clock as the commander defense or the commander offense was just dead in the water, and they continued to kind of feast on that. But still, they were unable to put up any points in the second half or the second straight week, and that is a concern. I don't care who you are or what planet you come from. Uh, it's still a concern when you can't score any points in a whole half of football. Now the Eagles have done it two, two weeks in a row, something that needs to be addressed something that needs to be cleaned up and in a hurry because the part of the schedule that the Eagles are playing right now is that part that we all kind of saw back in May as the part where they could get healthy real quick. I don't know if anybody saw 3-0. I certainly didn't. I thought the Eagles would be 1-2 and wait, one and two at this point. And then winning next week against Jacksonville would go 2-2. Two and two. I didn't see 3-0, and, and I don't think many people did. If you did, you're lying to yourself because you really didn't. Um, but being 3-0 at this portion of the season as we get to the – first quarter end of it you know four weeks in it's pretty good the best you could you could hope for but after next week against jacksonville and i i want to include jacksonville kind of in this conversation but starting kind of next week i guess it's going to get a little bit more hefty you got jacksonville who didn't make the playoffs last year one one game but they're playing a lot better then you got playoff teams after that week after week after week matter of fact let's take a look at the schedule shall we as the eagles will get ready to play in uh next week at home against against the um, Jaguars, but after the Jaguars, then the Eagles will face the Cardinals, who are a playoff team, and the Cowboys, who are a playoff team, before going up against the Steelers, Texans, Commanders, which is kind of a softer part of their schedule. But then they go up against the Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, uh, Bears, and Cowboys. So are things kind of on cruise control for this team? No. Are they looking pretty good? Yes. Is there some things to clean up? Absolutely. But to sit here and tell me, and now I'm going to address my critics who want me to walk back everything I said about Howie Roseman and about this team, I'm not going to do that. Uh, 
eight and nine was my prediction at the beginning of the season. And that's what I'm still predicting. Do I like what I'm seeing from the Eagles? Yes. And this is the problem with being an anti-Howie advocate is that now I've been almost forced to root for this team to lose. I am not going to root for the Eagles to lose. I'll never root for them to lose. I want them to win every week to even kind of contradict myself. And that's fine. Because I say this all the time when I talk negative about Howie and the Eagles in general is that I, I preference by saying that I want them to win. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm Dan if I do, Dan if I don't situation. I don't believe in Howie as, a, as an NFL executive. I don't believe him as a football man. No, I don't. I think he's a weasel. I think there's stuff going on behind the scenes that are detrimental to the culture of this football team. I do. Nothing's going to change my mind of that. But right now the team is playing well, and that's really at the end of the day all that matters, correct? So I want them to win. But am I going to walk back my prediction of 8-9? and nine? Absolutely not. No. Because there is definitely a pathway to 5-9 and nine the rest of the way. Of course there is. Do you remember or do we have we forgotten 2016 when they started the season off 3-0 and to include a route over the Pittsburgh Steelers to go 3-0? and And then from there they finished the season 3-10. and So I'm not saying that that's what I want them to do. But don't sit here and tell me, oh, you need to walk back everything you said because you, you know, you're dealing with a, a superior football team now. No, it's week three. It's week three. If they gave out first half or first quarter trophies of the season, then yes, the Eagles would be in line for that championship. But right now, I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about what's what things are like in late December. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about what things are like in mid-February. And if we're left standing at the end of all of this, in the Super Bowl, and we win, then am I going to walk back what I said about Howie? Potentially, yes. But that's what it's all about, man, is winning Super Bowls. And that's what I'm all in for. So, no, I am not going to walk back what I said about Howie. I'm not going to walk back what I said about this team this year. Not after week three. Am I happy about it? Absolutely, man. I am, I am thrilled that they're winning the way they are. And I want them to continue to win. But we haven't won anything. We haven't proven anything yet. Okay? Let's pump the brakes and let's enjoy this. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. 3-0 and for the first time since when? It's 2016, folks. That's right. 3-0 and for the first time since 2016. Now, of course, we remember what happened after that. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, nor am I saying that's what I want to have happen. But it is there. It's out there. It's, it, 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 it could happen. So let's pump the brakes and let's enjoy it. But I'm not walking anything back. Just like I wouldn't be walking back anything if it, or I wouldn't be gloating and sitting here pounding my chest up that they were one and two like I predicted them to be at the start of the season. No, I wouldn't be. Now, I, a little little preview. No, I'm not going to give you a little preview about what I think of the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. I, I will we'll wait till later in the week to reveal that. But um, but no, I'm not going to walk any of it back. I'm not. I still think the Philadelphia Eagles are an eight and nine football team. I do. I still think they are. I still think they are a very talented team that maybe is still trying to figure themselves out. Now, again, I preface everything by saying I hope I'm wrong, and I hope they are 13 and 4, 15 and 2, whatever odd number that, that's going to be thrown out. But there's so much more left in this season. There's so much more football left to be played. To sit here and say that I believe that they are a Super Bowl team after three weeks, I would be foolish to say that, and I'm not going to. So, there you have it, folks. There is my breakdown of the game. A dominating victory by the Eagles as they go to 3-0 on the season. And 
we here at Talking Philly Sports with Matt and me can have any more happy for them. Remember, check me out on Edge of Philly Sports. I will come there every Tuesday night after every Philly's game. We'll be coming this fall after every Flyers game as well. And don't forget about this podcast. Coming back on Thursday, folks. And we will see you. Uh, we will talk about week four and get us ready for Eagles Jags. Till then, take care.